in beautiful North Florida celebrating two years of color commentary, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and White, the new definition of color commentary. And yes, I am Jerry Brooks, your host, your baby-faced assassin of freedom, your tour guide through the wackadoodle world of Joe Biden's America, and boy, oh boy, and your leader in adventures in podcasting. Yep, my friends, it is turned into one heck of a week. Now, of course, Monday night in the Iowa caucuses were nothing short of historic for President Trump. Now, Sites are set on New Hampshire, but what really, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm loving it. Uh, President Trump has not skipped a beat. I mean, just to look at the man's itinerary, it's enough to make you tired just reading it. Yes, he had a terrific speech and his victory in Iowa, flies to New York, uh, to sit in on this silly trial, uh, which is just nothing short of nonsense uh, and really needs to be thrown out, but you've got another wackadoodle judge in this case who just seems to overestimate his importance in the universe. But what can you do? Uh, but now, la and after that, he flies to New Hampshire. He was running a bit late, but... Trust me, people in, like the folks in Iowa, the folks in New Hampshire are the kind of folks, you know, that are going to go through, walk across hot coals, crawl over broken glass to vote for Trump. Uh, but I want to, before I get into what happened last night, uh, in New Hampshire, which was nothing short of extraordinary, especially when Vivek Ramaswamy, who, uh, what, 36 hours ago, uh, withdrew from the race and backed President Trump and endorsed him and was on the stage with him in New Hampshire last night in a town called Atkinson, uh, was an Atkinson, this in New Hampshire. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Can't even, ugh, have, tongue's kind of wanting to go everywhere, but it's okay. It was good. Uh, and I will get into that, but what's really cracking me up is more and more people, highly respected people, uh, like pollster Scott Rasmussen, in an interview with John Solomon of Just the News, pretty much said uh, the GOP primary is over after what Trump did in Iowa. I mean, the, the historic margin of victory that I don't think will ever really be uh, repeated. My goodness, that was crazy. So, I mean, here's Scott Rasmussen saying, nope, it's over. Other people are saying, it's over. It's time to unify behind President Trump. 
Now, what really blows my mind on this, and I'm and I want to uh, just stick with uh, Nikki Haley for a moment because she's supposed to be the one who has all this, you know, momentum and you know has all this cash and and she's backed by a bunch of globalist never Trump donors. But even the mainstream media is starting to turn on her. Case in point, uh, a story from uh, the National Pulse, uh, which actually is referencing an op-ed that was uh, in the New York Times today. And the opinion page of the New York Times pretty much summed it up very simply. Um, and, and I just want to take a piece of this opinion uh, article, and it's just wild. <laughs> it's just simply stinking wild. Um, let's see. I don't know who the writer is. Uh, just a second here. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I can't seem to find the writer of the piece, but it's really, you know, about Nikki Haley just not being able to win in spite of all the immediate attention, in spite of all the money that she's gotten from uh, mega donors. She's just not the it girl right now. It's Trump's to lose. But what really as I'm looking in the story in the National Pulse, what was written in the op-ed, it's, uh, it's very simple. It is political reality, or a political reality check. Uh, <laughs> let's see, let me take a look at this. I, I just wanna read a little piece of the opinion, uh, of the opinion article, quote, but even if Ms. Haley does well in New Hampshire, it won't matter. Uh, Damon Linker writes, uh, and, oh, okay, there we go. That's the name of the writer. And he, and he also said, quote, that's because Ms. Haley is starkly out of step with the evolution of her party over the past decade. And truer words could never be spoken. Her, uh, her views on immigration and the border, social security, uh, wars overseas, is just way out of lockstep with MAGA and America First, completely. And it shows in recent polling because let's see, yeah, Trump is ahead of Haley in some of the uh, most recent polling from New Hampshire. Trump's ahead by 16 points in New Hampshire. And and I'll get to DeSantis, but he's in a boy, mercy. Uh, DeSantis is third and in the and a horrible third, uh, with only just five percent. Haley's at 34%, Trump is at 50. Oh, but yeah, Nikki Haley, sorry girl. Um, you're done, you've been done, and in spite of what the mainstream media, including Fox, 
has done for you, eh, forget it. Sorry, girl. You be done. But I certainly don't want to forget the governor of my new home here in Florida, Ron DeSantis. I mean, it's sad. I mean, DeSantis beat Haley in Iowa. Which, you know, so he came in second. But the problem is, if this polling in New Hampshire has any validity, uh, he really needs to forget about it. You know, it's just really only these three. But when you're polling at 5%, yee, ay, 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 that's pretty bad. That is pretty dang bad. But DeSantis's problems are extensive and they are deep. Yes, he is my governor. Uh, he's had problems even here in the state with the Florida Republican Assembly who essentially told him, hey, dude, stop the, stop the campaign. You're not going to win. Get back to Tallahassee and try to salvage what's left of your political future and capital. Because the longer Haley and DeSantis stay in the primaries, I mean, you've already got CNN and ABC canceling primaries. Because what? They're, they're, nobody's going to be there. And DeSantis is so desperate, he's talking about debating two empty podiums. Uh, I'm sorry, Governor DeSantis, but you never really should have gotten into this in the first place. You were impatient. You got seduced by all that money. And now you've essentially ruined what's left of your governorship here in Florida and your political career, your political capital is pretty much just about gone for the future. This is Trump's time. I've even said this before, numerous times. This is Trump's time. Let him do his thing and maybe, just maybe, you know, 2028, I don't know. But, eh, what can you, what can you do, folks? What can you do? Uh, what's even more sad and pathetic that Steve Cortez, who I used to really love on War Room until uh, he got a little weird uh, and really got in bad Dutch with uh, Steve Bannon of the War Room, he is now, and this is another story just breaking a few hours ago uh, from the National Pulse. Ex-DeSantis spokesman Steve Cortez, I was wrong. It's time to unite behind Trump to save America. And this was an op-ed that Steve Cortez did uh, writing, I'm sorry, writing on Real Clear Politics. He said that he was wrong to endorse DeSantis. 
and calling on anti-Trump Republicans to read the room, quote-unquote. Well, I think there are, there are a lot of politicians, current members of the U.S. House and the U.S. Senate, who are reading the room. And what makes it worse for DeSantis, not only does he have many of the Florida Republican delegation in the House endorsing Trump, both senators from Florida have done same. Marco Rubio is the latest. Uh, Rick Scott has already done so. So as far as DeSantis goes, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, I loved him as governor, but as presidential candidate, forget it. Not happening right now. And, and if he tries it again in 2028, I don't think he's going to have what it takes to essentially continue on MAGA and America First. This is Trump's time. And the interesting thing about Iowa, just as a little side note, I could not help but listen to a lot of pundits and some personal friends of mine who are politically active coming up with all kinds of speculation as to whom Trump will pick as his VP. Now, during his Fox uh, News town hall, uh, just before the Iowa caucuses, he said that he knows who the pick is. And he's not going to reveal it just yet. And I'll tell you, it was interesting. Some of the names that had come up, uh, people like uh, Charlie Kirk of Turning Point USA, it even speculated and was a bit of an advocate for Dr. Ben Carson, who is an amazing guy, a remarkable man, uh, very humble. Yes, he is a bit on the soft-spoken side, but being soft-spoken doesn't mean weakness. He is, he is pretty dang humble, very calm, very well-reasoned, and just a brilliant guy. And I don't think I would really have a problem with Dr. Carson. And I know a lot of the evangelical community wouldn't either because they have, and, and it's not just, you know, because he's black it's be, or because he is a man of faith. The man is just plain smart. I mean, incredibly smart. I mean, when you have an Academy Award-winning actor like Cuban Gooding Jr. portraying him in his biopic, hey, you know, you, you got something there. You really got something there. I have no problem at all with Dr. Carson. Uh, also, people are still, some folks are still on the uh, Trump-Tucker train, Tucker Carlson. Uh, but... Uh, he did, uh, Tucker is much better exactly where he is. Not inside the political machine, but outside being a commentator and really speaking truth to power. And that was the other thing I took away from, from Iowa. Now, I myself 
don't I don't really want to speculate on this. I, I really don't because one, Trump understood the mistake he made the first time. He does not want another Mike Pence who turns on him whenever. You know, whenever it was politically convenient for him. No, he wants somebody who is loyal. And that's one of the main points for Trump. That's one of his biggest considerations. He wants somebody who's loyal. And now for the seriously whacked uh, who think that, well, he's just going to be a dictator. It's, oh, if I hear that one more time, I swear I just want to either puke or beat the living snot out of somebody. You want to talk about psychological projection? Well, hello, look no further than the current resident of the White House Senior Living Facility. That would be one Joe Biden. But I'll tell you, it's going to be interesting to see as we go through the early states like New Hampshire, Iowa, South Carolina, Nevada, and their caucus is coming up. It's going to be fun to see. And then, of course, I have a feeling sometime after Super Tuesday, uh, that's in March, then we'll have a much better idea of maybe Trump announcing who his VP is. I don't know. It's just my own sort of personal speculation. But speaking of the boss, I'll tell you, Trump was absolutely en fuego. And last night during his speech in New Hampshire, Vivek Ramaswamy was called on stage and he spoke and what and I want to play the whole speech. It's not a long speech, but I'll tell you, he's Vivek Ramaswamy said more in about five minutes than God knows, I don't know how many other politicians, and he was concise, he was on fire, he had passion, he had conviction, and I mean, I haven't seen an endorsement speech like this ever in my entire life, but I'll let you decide for yourselves, folks. So here's Vivek Ramaswamy last night with President Trump in New Hampshire. We're going to make this happen, and you guys know this well. You know this man you know why we're here, patriots across the state. We are in the middle of a war in this country. That's what this is. It's not a war between black and white. It's not between Democrat and Republican, even in a deeper sense. It's between the permanent state and the everyday citizen. Between those of us who love the United States of America and a fringe minority who hates this country and what we stand for. And right now we need a commander-in-chief who will lead us to victory in this war. That's what we need in this country. You got to know you're in a war to win one. You can't win one if you're asleep at the switch, have your head stuck in the sand like most Republicans. And I think that's going to require somebody who isn't bought and paid for, a businessman, not a politician. Anybody heard of that? And that's why I was in this race, but... I'll tell you, the people of Iowa spoke loud and clear last night, and I'm a big believer that we, the people, 
create a government that is accountable to us, not the other way around. That we the people choose who leads this country. And so we heard we the people last night, and that is why last evening I met my friend here, we met in person, and I told him that I would endorse Donald J. Trump for President of the United States and do everything in my power to lead us to victory in this war. It is a 1776 moment right now. That's where we live right now. And you want to know, what does it mean to be a Republican today? It means we believe in the ideals of 1776. Ideals like freedom and merit and the pursuit of excellence. That you get ahead in this country, not on the color of your skin, but on the content of your character and your contributions. End affirmative action. End at DEI. We are done with the nonsense. Send it back home. It means you believe in the rule of law. And I say this as the kid of legal immigrants to this country. That means your first act of entering this country cannot break the law, and that is why we need to use our military to secure our own southern border in this country. That's what it means to stand for the rule of law in the United States of America. It means the people we elect to run the government needs to be the ones who actually run the government, not the shadow government in the deep state that runs the show today. This man is going to get in there this time around and actually shut down that deep state. Not messing around this time anymore. That's how we win this war in this country. And the way we're actually going to do this in the long run and win this this time around is with elections we need to secure in this country for the long run. You want to know what needs to happen in this country? Single day voting on election day as a national holiday with paper ballots, government issued ID to match the voter file, and English as the sole language that appears on a ballot. And I'm confident this man will be the one to get us there. And this is how we get our country back. Now, black or white, it's deeper than that. These are the ideals of the American Revolution. And you know what? We do have some enemies that we need to defeat on the other side, but we have challenges to address in our own party right here at home. So you know what? If you want somebody who's going to foist onto you to use your social media account, you want to use a driver's license to do it, to have the right to use the Internet, this man's not your man. There's another candidate in this race who'll do that for you. It's Nikki Haley. You want to send, you want to cut Social Security, you want to cut Medicare, you want to cut veterans' benefits so we can fork over more money to Ukraine so some kleptocrat can buy a bigger house? Vote for Nikki Haley, not this man right here. But if you want to actually put an agenda that puts Americans first, to say that the moral obligation of your leaders is to the citizens of this country, not another one, there is not a better choice left in this race than this man right here. And that is why I am asking you to do the right thing as New Hampshire and to vote for Donald J. Trump as your next president because we're not working with a lot of time here. If our kids are in high school before we get this right, we don't have a country left. That's what it means. We've been celebrating our diversity and our differences for so long that we forgot all of the ways that we are the same as Americans bound by that common set of ideals that set this country into motion. We believe those ideals still exist. This man is going to be your next president to revive them. E pluribus unum. From many, one.
And you know how we're doing it? We're doing it by speaking the truth at every step of the way. There are two genders in this country. Period. That is the truth. Fossil fuels are a requirement for human prosperity. Drill, frack, burn coal, embrace nuclear energy. Reverse racism is racism. An open border is not a border. Parents determine the education of their children. The nuclear family is the greatest form of governance known to mankind. Capitalism lifts us up from poverty. There are three branches of government in the United States, not four. And the U.S. Constitution is the strongest and greatest guarantor of freedom in human history. That is the truth. We fight for the truth. We stand up for the truth. That is what won us the American Revolution. That is what reunited us after the Civil War. That is what won us two world wars and the Cold War. That is what still gives hope to the free world. And if we can revive that dream over group identity and victimhood and grievance, then nobody in the world, not a nation, not a corporation, not a virus, not China, is going to defeat us. That is what American exceptionalism is all about. That is what we are going to revive to, yes, make America great again. Vote for this man right here in the New Hampshire primary. Well, oh, oh my, Whew. that was definitely a endorsement speech with a whole lot of Tabasco or ghost peppers. I mean, it was hot. I mean, it, I call it an onion speech because it was so good it made you cry. This is exactly the core of America first, of MAGA. Now, I'm thinking here, if Vivek Ramaswamy is going to have a position in the second Trump term, I'm thinking maybe press secretary or at least communications director because Vivek against the mainstream bottom theaters of the White House press corps would just be delicious to watch because he's not going to take any crap uh, from anybody like Kaylee McEnany did in the first term, but, uh, well, he's pretty much a, a Murdoch uh, employee, which is kind of scary, but I don't know. But Vivek, if he is sincere in what he said. I mean, a 1776 moment? Wow. And I could not agree more. It is. this. It's almost like we have to go through another American revolution to stop this nonsense. And it's just absolutely delicious to hear. I mean, the folks in New Hampshire were just eating it up. And if Vivek is going to be a Trump surrogate, you know, and travel with him and maybe speak at certain, certain places along with the rest of Trump's team, 
he, he's going to be like an all-star, you know, definitely a Hall of Fame type, you know, who's going to be out there and he will tell, and he hasn't had a problem at all telling the mainstream media where to get off. And because he's younger, a lot more energy, a lot of ideas, I don't know. I don't know what he will be doing in the second Trump administration, but he's going to, I have a feeling he's going to be doing something. I don't know what, but press secretary is a nice place to start. Who knows? But anyway, so yes, as we're counting down the days to New Hampshire next Tuesday, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen, but you know, it, how long is it going to take for DeSantis and Haley to realize uh, it's over, it's been over, and your support is pretty much, uh, <laughs> well, melting away? I don't know. Maybe New Hampshire will be their last stand. Who knows? But it's not going to be pretty. And we're going to have to see what's really going to happen, not just with Trump, but frankly with the RNC, because they've got humongous problems. And that is a subject best saved uh, for another program. But my friends, thank you again. I'm just going to call it a day today. Hope you have yourselves a great one. Uh, look forward to being back with you all tomorrow. And remember, as always, Patriots come in all colors. <laughs>